Hello and welcome to Safeguarding Soundbites with me, Colin. And me, Tyler. If you're searching for a podcast that rounds up this week's safeguarding and social media news. While providing you with top tips for keeping children and young people safer online. Then then you've you've come come to to the the right place. Now this week we'll be talking all about the latest progress in the world of social media new government regulations, and much more. So, Tyler, want to kick us off? Sure thing, Colin. Did you know that yesterday was World Password Day? I did know that, actually. Uh, Did you hear about what Google did to mark that occasion? Yes, I did. As of yesterday, Google has started to roll out its new passkey technology to accounts across the world. Now, passkey technology increases your account security by turning authentication options like fingerprints, your facial ID and chosen PIN numbers into a new type of more secure password. So it's kind of like when I'm unlocking my phone with face ID? Yeah, sort of. Uh, Google plans to use a cryptographic private key which is just another big name for a string of numbers and letters that protects your information stored on your device with a corresponding public key stored in Google's server. But if it's public, does that mean that other people will be able to see it? That doesn't sound like it would be very safe at all. Well, no, it will still be private. So don't worry, Tyler. Public is just a term to use to describe the technology that responds to the information that you give on the platform. The public key will still set a unique challenge for the private key to answer. Right. So how is it more secure than a traditional password? Well, this process is considered more secure because it uses your information that is unique to you. So only your authentication will be able to unlock your account, which will make it a lot harder for hackers to break in and steal your information. Okay, right. That does make sense. It's great that Google are improving their security, but it does seem like it's not new. I feel like I've already used this technology with some of my devices and apps. So Tyler, that's because you have. Both Apple and Microsoft have been using similar technology in recent updates and apps as well. I knew it sounded familiar. Does this mean I don't have to worry about remembering my passwords anymore? Well, not necessarily. While this wide approach to authentication technology has led to some outlets referring to this as the end of passwords, others prefer to look at this as a new and updated form of password protection that we will see becoming more widely used. Now, for right now, however, it's still important to use strong passwords to protect your accounts that don't use authentication technology. Remember, longer is better. I like to use the three-word method, just three random words that aren't related to me or to each other, but are easy for me to remember when I go to sign in. Now, that's a great method. Now, to find out more about how to improve your cybersecurity and your cyber resilience, check out our cybersecurity webinar. Now, speaking of new technology that is becoming more widely used, Snapchat struggles with its new AI feature. My AI are still continuing. Yeah, that's right. Last week, we mentioned that the feature had not been received well after being released to all Snapchat users. On top of many complaints about the feature's presence, there were reports of inappropriate interactions, including some that involved underage children. Despite Snapchat releasing new filters that would help keep the AI chat appropriate, such as age verification before starting the chat and parental insight for how the chatbot is being used, many unhappy users still review-bombed the app stores with one-star reviews. Now, 
that unhappiness seems to have persisted this week. CloudTech24 revealed this week that the search term delete Snapchat had skyrocketed by 488%. Now, that's five times more than its usual amount in the last three months. Now, this is largely due to the fact that only those who have purchased Snapchat Plus subscriptions are able to remove the AI bot from the top of their chat list. Not great, Snapchat. Not great at all. It seems Snapchat is doubling down on their AI feature after announcing the introduction of adverts to the chatbot as well as their spotlight feature. For example, if you're having a text conversation with the AI chatbot about video games, it will send you relevant links from a game retailer that you might be interested in. Or it might recommend local retailers to you like restaurants and shops based on your Snap Map location. This form of targeted advertising is concerning, especially when we consider that around 20% of Snapchat's user base is under 18, according to recent data. Now, you may be worried, but to help your young person navigate Snapchat safely, please head to our website and search Snapchat to find all of our available resources. Snapchat is probably not the only place you've seen AI popping around the internet over the last few months. Tyler, definitely not. It seems like AI is everywhere nowadays, doesn't it? In fact, I've even thought about just asking ChatGPT to write a podcast script. That would be quite handy, wouldn't it? It would, it would, absolutely. (laughs) Some professionals are even claiming that AI could have as big of an impact on jobs as the Industrial Revolution. This is why the Competition and Markets Authority, CMA, in the UK have decided to carry out a review into AI products currently popping up around the market, like the Snapchat AI chatbot and ChatGPT. AI's growing power, its popularity and knowledge base is currently the something that many platforms and businesses will want to have. It's important that reviews like this take a look at how companies are applying artificial intelligent technology from a standpoint that considers things like human rights, health and safety, and also market competition. The CMA plan to have evidence collected by the beginning of June with a report planned for release in September. Mm -hmm. It's likely that we will see more reviews and regulations begin to pop up over the coming months as this technology grows in popularity and in use. We'll be keeping an eye on any further developments and how this will impact children and young people. Now, a lot of technology has seen a boom in the last few years. Unfortunately, this includes technology that allows scammers to operate digitally. The UK government has created a new fraud strategy that will aim to block any sort of scam at its source. They plan to work closely with communications service regulator Ofcom to use new technology to ban cold calls, number spoofing and delay suspicious payments that may impact those who fall victim to scams. Now, any device that is classified as a SIM form which is a device that can be loaded with hundreds of SIM cards and can be controlled by a computer, will be banned. The use of mass texting services is also set to be reviewed by the appropriate regulations. This work will culminate in a new fraud reporting centre that will allegedly replace the current action fraud service available to the UK public. They hope to have this new service up and running within the year. And as always, we will keep you updated on any further developments. Now, since we're on the topic of reviews and regulations, MPs in the UK have heard that vaping products are being illicitly traded in school playgrounds. 
Conservative MP Neil Hudson brought forth several suggestions on how the government can take further action on discouraging vape use by under-18s, including the recommendation that shops should hide vapes from view, similar to regulations around cigarettes and also other tobacco products. Mm -hmm. Hudson used examples of reports from teachers across the UK who have claimed their students leave lessons and walk out of examinations in order to use their vape. This was done in response to last month's promise from ministers to identify ways to reduce the number of children and young people using vapes. Now, youth vaping is a widespread problem for many countries, including Australia, who have just announced a ban on recreational vaping in an attempt to curb its teenagers from using e-cigarettes. Some of the risks that can come with youth vaping are addiction, developmental issues, gateway behaviours and a loss of focus that can lead to things like truancy and poor grades. For teachers, parents and carers who are dealing with this daily, it is so important to know how to address this both in the classroom and also at home. Now, to find out more information on youth vaping, as well as top tips and further resources, check out our recent article by visiting our website. Now, young people using vapes is far from the only issue being faced in UK schools today. Recent figures have shown that 638 pupils in Warrington were suspended from school in the 2022 spring term, up from 407 recorded during the spring term in 2019 before the pandemic began. Now, this is a record high, which the Children's Society is concerned about, as they believe poor behaviour in school often indicates that children are suffering from unmet special educational needs or larger issues outside of school. Larger issues can include a variety of things but could come from difficulties children and young people face at home such as abuse or neglect or even poor mental health struggles and challenges. Now it's unfortunate that suspending a child from school can actually exacerbate these issues. The difficulty is that removing the child from school can help to create a more stable learning environment for other pupils and their teachers, even if it could potentially endanger the child in question. Children and young people who are made vulnerable in this way are then at increased risk of things like grooming for criminal or sexual exploitation, especially when they are without specialist support. Now, we've seen this most recently in the story of Ben Nelson Rue, who struggles with mental health and lack of specialist support, allowed him to be picked up and manipulated by County Lang's drug gang. That is why the Children's Society and other organisations like the Association of School and College Leaders have continued to urge the government to increase funding and other support methods to allow children who are at risk to have the opportunity to receive help before they need it. Having someone to talk to who can offer advice or healthy coping mechanisms is a big part of a young person's development. It really is. If you're worried about a child or a young person you know, you can always encourage them to reach out to helplines like Childline. And for adults, there's also the NSPCC Adult Helpline. These helplines are free, anonymous and run 24-7, meaning help is always available for any problems, whether big or small. And if you suspect a child or young person is in immediate risk, it is important to call the police on 999 right away. You shouldn't hesitate, and in fact, you could be the person who makes a difference. Well, Tyler, it's time for our safeguarding success story of the week. I love this part, Colin. Me too, and this story is truly touching. A UK father who tweeted about his adopted son's story has gone viral. 
with his tweets being seen by millions and covered all over the world. He had posted the messages to celebrate 10 years of knowing his son, Adrian, who has severe learning disabilities and had lived in a residential home for years before being adopted by his parents. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Isn't it? Adrian was also adopted after his parents saw an appeal to find him a weekend foster family. They had to spend months getting to know each other before the adoption process was finalised. But once they did, his parents absolutely fell in love with him and he officially became part of their family. And the post was to celebrate a decade of their family? Yes, Adrian's father thanked him for an amazing decade, going on to describe him as brimming with love, life and happiness. Oh, how sweet. Now, I'd call that a safeguarding success story if I ever heard one, wouldn't you? I would. And it's just in time too, as next week marks the beginning of Foster Care Fortnight, an annual campaign that helps to raise awareness for fostering and how it transforms lives. Foster care is such an important part of caring for vulnerable children and young people and helping them thrive despite challenging circumstances. We'll be taking a deeper look at this next week, so make sure to come back to find out more. That's everything from us this week. Thank you for listening. Remember, you can follow us on social media by searching for Anique Safeguarding Group, which will keep you up to date with what we're up to here at the company. We hope you have a great long weekend and until next time, stay safe.